Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace here on a Monday morning. I hope your day has started well if you're listening here in New South Wales or further afield on the TAB app. It's great to have your company. We had a varied weekend of harness racing at Menangle. We had the state final of the regional championships that was covered off very well yesterday morning by Fred Hastings when he spoke to the surprise winners of the $100,000 Group 1, driver Peter McRae and trainer Trevor White, who owned trains and bred Defiant, who got the job done. Uh, That was the final of a series which saw the four regional finals the week before. So the victory goes to the Riverina. Defiant trained there. They also got the consolation race earlier in the night with Brados Lad for David Kennedy and new father Jack Painting. So very much the Riverina flag being flown proudly over the last couple of days at Menangle. Also in winning form at Menangle as a trainer, not so much as a driver, was Blake Fitzpatrick. We'll talk to him about not only the win of Gus and Mary, but his strong team in at Menangle tomorrow. Blake, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, good morning, mate. Mate, Gus and Mary won the trot the other day. He's a 10-year-old. He doesn't look 10. You've done a great job to get the best out of him. How has he ended up in your care and winning races at Menango on a Saturday night? Um, this year, he actually came up with Sophia Arvidsson, who's been working with me for probably the last eight weeks, and um, she brought him up with him. He thought he'd be really suited to the Menango style of racing. And, yeah, full credit to Sophia. She's done all the work with him. And, um, like you said, he's a 10-year-old, but... He's only lightly raced, and he's had a had a number of injury setbacks throughout his career. But yeah, like he's um, heading in the right direction now. He must be a remarkable old horse. Of course, he's out of the champion mare something about Mari, so the Healy breed. He actually started racing as a two-year-old Blake, and he hasn't been overly raced. But clearly, he's got a very big motor because um, he looked at the parts scooting down the straight with his. Slightly unusual trotting action the other night. He doesn't carry his knees very high, but he covers the ground pretty quick. Yeah, definitely, Mick. A real speed cutter and a really high-speed trotter. And Sophia drove him perfectly Saturday night. And, yeah, the Menangle Miles definitely right up his alley. And, yeah, I think uh, there's plenty more wings left in him here, that's for sure. You, you mentioned Sophia Arvidsson, of course, one of the, the great uh, Swedish trotting prodigies who have been lucky enough to come out to Australia. She was based in Victoria for a long time. We're seeing her name a lot more at Menangle. So uh, is she here to work for you for good? Is she here on a part-time loan? Is this an experience thing for her, Blake? Uh, I think it's, yeah, she's here for the for probably six months here, Mick, and she's going to decide if she likes it enough to stay. But, um, yeah, she liked, she came up here previously throughout the end of the Minion Carnival with Maddie Craven and she really liked the lifestyle and the Sydney the Sydney racing, so she was looking for a change, and yeah, she fitted in really well here at our, at our stable, and she's great with the trotters, and she's driven a number of since she's been here, so yeah, she's um, been, been a great asset to the stable, that's for sure. 
Blake, um, Sweden's greatest trotting race, the Elite Loppet, was held overnight. I'm sure Sophia was watching that. It's um, it's when you spend a bit of time with these um, Swedish horse people, both male and female, they have a very strong cadet system to get them through. You realise just how talented they are, particularly with the trotters. Yeah, definitely, Nick. They're, they're great horse people and uh, they they live for trotting. It's, it's such a big sport over in Europe and um, it's as big as the thoroughbred racing over there. So it, it's in their culture and it's a way a lot. Yeah, Mate, you had um, four trotters in that race. Um, what do you make of your open-class trotters at the moment? And, and where's Jamondi? Where, where do they all sort of fit into the picking order at the moment? Uh, Jamondi's out. He's had a setback. He's had a slight tear in his dispensary, so he'll be out for probably at least six months. Maybe. But um, of the runners Saturday night, Fancy, I thought her run was good. She was first up for six months, and she's only a young, young mare in that transition into... Three, four, great at an angle. Um, one Magic Kenny, he was first up for some time also. He's probably a horse that will take a few runs. All right, Blake, um, you're taking a big... T- Sorry, Blake, we lost you there for a second, mate. Um, you're taking a big team tomorrow to, to Menangle for the Tuesday afternoon meeting, and we know you have great success with your two-year-olds. You've got two in the first on the card. Goes at 12.25 tomorrow. How do you rate Vitellius, number 10, versus number 11, Burkhart? Yeah, both promising young trotters, Nick. Um, Vitellius won his last start, and he's a horse that's quite a well-bred horse that really just improved with every run. So he's he's very strong, and he can make his own luck. Where Burkhart got really good gate speed and he's very professional so he's probably going to be in front tomorrow and that's always an advantage over a mile at Menangle but both both nice two-year-olds um, set for really good careers. In race two you've got My Double Delight number one versus Florencita number three um, they're both in the market so what chance do you give them head-to-head tomorrow in the second on the uh, my double delight, she's still a maiden, Mick, but she's run three three placings out of the last four starts. She's really busting to win a race, and she's drawn perfectly tomorrow. Florence Cedar, she's a, she's a nice filly. She won two starts again in really good fashion, first up from the break, um, and she made a break out of the gate last week. So probably not a lot between them. Um, probably from the draw, my double delight probably looks maybe the better of the chances just from the draw. Mate, you've got Dance Secret in the third on the card. Um, he tends to be pretty consistent. He's always going to be a chance in a race like race three tomorrow. Yeah, he's consistent. He's quite a strong horse, Mick, and probably didn't go quick enough for him last start. So the fan is driving him tomorrow, and she'll, uh, she'll make it a staying test, Mick. They'll be out and rolling along the whole way. So that's just something, it's just the way he's got to be driven, and yeah, he looks, looks a winning chance tomorrow. Blake, also from the stable in race seven tomorrow, back in the pacing gate is Bravika. Again, Sophia will drive to get the claim there. Um, looks a decent enough type of horse, although it's not a very easy field, to be honest. No, it's a handy field of mares tomorrow, Mick, but Bravika has showed really good ability as a, a young two-year-old and just probably lost the way a little bit um, throughout a three-year-old season, but she's come back a much stronger mare this time. It's been racing really consistently, so... Dropping back to Mayor's grade tomorrow, I think she's got a good chance. She's drawn well and should get a good trip from there. 
Now, you're driving a horse called R&R Beach tomorrow for Dean Atkinson. Um, what can you tell me about the uh, the gelded son of a rock and roll dance? He's only had the one start, Nick, which was last week at Menangle, and performed well enough against older horses. Um, tomorrow looks a similar field, but I think you'll see improvement from that horse. Every start he has, he's still quite green and still learning what it's all about, Nick. Blake, you're one of the leading drivers when you do drive in New South Wales, but now you've obviously got a, a concession driver there who drives well in Sophia. So is it a case where you'll be putting her on horses sometimes to support her, or do you see yourself still driving as much as you have? Because clearly it's something you've got a talent for. Yeah, I have probably haven't been driving as much over the last probably 12 months, Nick, but yeah, I've lately since Sophia's uh, joined our stable, we have been giving her as many opportunities as, as we can. So, no, I still enjoy driving and I'll continue driving, but, um, yeah, probably myself and Sophia will just share the drives amongst the stable um, in the future. Um, mate, you mentioned the fact that Jamondi, your very good open-class trotter, um, is uh, in the paddock. What happened to your other good open-class trotter, the big fella, whose name just eludes me, but he raced during the Inter-Dominions? Because you've got a, a fair bunch of them there. Yeah, that's uh, probably Caligula you're talking about, Nick. Yep, that's exactly who I'm talking about, correct? <laughs> yeah, he just, um, he, he raced well throughout the end of the Minion series and made the final, but yeah, probably the three runs in a week took a toll on him, so we gave him a good break and he's back in work now and probably about, probably about off the trials, Nick. Mate, it's great to hear um, you've got so many of those trotters and workers. You know, I love them just as much as you do. And uh, Sophia, I think, has been a really good addition to things in, uh, in the trotting ranks and in the driving ranks also in, in New South Wales, mate. So, um, yeah, please pass on our congratulations to her and looking forward to seeing how Gus and Maori handles life in Sydney. But so far, so good. No, thanks, for ha- thanks very much, Nick. Thanks for having me on. It's Blake Fitzpatrick, um, good young trainer, and well, I shouldn't say young these days, he's a senior trainer, but he does a great job with his horses, and yeah, Gus and Murray's a 10-year-old, had his first start as a 2-year-old, and here he was winning the free-for-all the other night at Menangle. One man who wasn't at Menangle, who usually is, is the king of Menangle, he hates me calling him that, but I like calling it because it winds him up, Luke McCarthy, the king of Menangle, thank you for joining us, Luke. Good morning, Nick. <laughs> Do you like being called the king of Menangle? No, not really, but been lucky, been lucky enough to have a lot of good horses, so it's, um, yeah. Well, you were, you were the king of Albion Park on Saturday night, so you had Mark Shard up there who won in track record time, and you had Jillaby Kung Fu. So, Luke, is this you and Belinda already looking to move a component of the team north for the winter, or was this a one-off raid? No, um, I've been dying to get up here, Nick, um, yeah, Sydney, I know Queensland's had a lot of rain too, but being so wet and miserable in Sydney, and it's just nice to get up here and get some good weather, and we brought a team up, uh, we brought 10 up on Thursday, so yeah, there'll be a few more, you know, to come up as well, but um, yeah, we're, we're, we'll be based here for the, winter, the whole winter now. Okay, does that mean that you, you obviously still have horses racing at Menangle, you had a couple racing here on Saturday night in the major race. Do most of the better ones end up in Queensland for the carnival, or do you sort of split the numbers and you'll still have decent numbers at Menangle? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll still have horses racing at Menangle. Um, yeah, and Jack Callaghan, Jack's there to drive all them. And, um, but the majority of the better ones 
had a spell after the, you know, after the Sydney Carnival, the Miracle Mile Carnival, and um, they're all being worked up and they're, they're ready now for the Queensland Carnival. Okay. Um, where is Spirit of St. Louis? I, I take it he's being aimed at the carnival up there, so when do we see her? Yeah, he, he's in Queensland now, Mick. He come up on Thursday, so he's going he's gonna to go to the Trolls Albion Park on Friday. Okay. Mark Shard went there and won the, the discretionary pace over the 26.47 on Saturday night, Luke. He came from a 20-metre handicap, and that's actually a really tricky thing to do at Albion Park, so he might be in for a good winter. Yeah, he went super, Mick. He's, he's, uh, he's run at Menangle last week. Was, you know, he was off the clock. He just he's come from last and went fantastic. So he, he's right back in career best form. He's come off the handicap Saturday night and they broke the track record. So he couldn't have went any better. And yeah, he'll be just based here now for the whole winter carnival. Okay, so does he turn up in races like the Blacks are fake and those type of races if he maintains this form? Oh, for sure. So he's nominated for the Flashing Red Saturday night, Albion Park, and the Redcliffe Cups at the end of the month, which is now 100,000. So he'll sort of go to them them earlier ones and, and hopefully holds his form right through to the Sunshine Sprint and Black Lake. Luke, one of the great comeback stories in harness racing is Jilabi Kung Fu. Ran second in the fastest ever Australasian mile, remarkably four years ago, Luke. And he returned to win at Albion Park on Saturday night. Now, first of all, what do you think of him as a horse? And secondly, I believe he's been serving mares in his spare time. Yeah, he's a lovely horse, Mick. He's always, always a good horse. Like, obviously, won the chariots and run second in the Miracle Mile. So, you know, he's always very talented. And he, he went amiss. He'd done a tendon and, you know, he, he went off to stud and, you know, sort of had a couple of years, you know, off the track, and went, we stood him at at home last year, and yeah, his leg looked pretty good, so we thought we'd, um, you know, give him a shot at working him up and seeing if he held up, and so far so good. But he's just a <clears throat> beautiful stallion, and you know, hopefully he stays sound. He, he he pulled up well, so we'll just sort of give him a few runs now and see if he can work back right back to that top level. Could he be a horse who turns up in a sunshine sprint? He's always been a great sprinter. Oh, for sure. We, you know, he's definitely at the level of the absolute best if he stays down, and he just needs a bit of match fitness now. Uh, a horse who was well back the other night. It's a former New Zealand horse called Mister Ibiza. Um, he only finished fifth. What did you make of that? And do you expect any improvement? Yeah, I was a bit disappointed with him actually. Off his work, I thought he'd be, you know, should have went a touch better, but he just didn't handle the track that great. We might just switch his shoes and just change a little bit of gear. I'm sure he'll come out his next start and go really good. Are you taking an interesting horse to Albion Park tomorrow for a Tuesday afternoon meeting? Her name is Cover Girl. She's won major races in New Zealand, beating good horses. She's got a slightly tricky barrier draw in race six. This is 4.23 tomorrow at Albion Park. What have you made of her so far? Yeah, we really like her. Mika work's been really good and obviously comes across with good New Zealand form. So uh, a little bit of a tricky draw, but I expect her to go really well. All right, look, what's a horse that you and Belinda have up there who we haven't mentioned yet, or of the ones we have mentioned, 
that you think is worth the Sky Sport radio listeners following over the next month or so or even longer? Oh, we've got we've got a really good team, Nick. There's probably a, a bunch of them most Saturday night the punters could follow, but I thought a horse like Artillery comes up really well graded. He's in, he'll be in the band five Saturday night and I expect him, you know, he should win two or three in a row on a Saturday night just working through his grades. He'd be a good horse to follow for the next few weeks. You mentioned also just going back to Menangle the other night. Of course, Jack Callaghan was driving, um, you know, the, the better horses you had down there. Where do you see the future for horses like an, an Ultra Orlando type horse? You know, these these are good horses. He finished third the other night. Uh, his days of travelling over, he, he popped over to New Zealand recently. Is it a case that now he'll stick around Menangle and, and ply his craft there? Yeah, look, he, strange horse. He, he sort of thrives on just been at home and um, racing at Menangle and he actually went really good Saturday night. He, Jack come off the fence when there was no run. Had he whizzed up the rail, he probably goes close to win it. So, look, he's going as good as he probably probably ever has, I suppose. So, look, he can just tick away at Menangle over the next month through June and if he's going really good, he could pop up for 10 days while the sunshine's sprinting blacks to focus on. Mate, you've, um, you also stand horses at Cobbity, of course, and you've, you've had a horse like For A Reason who's doing a really good job. Where's the book at for King of Swing? I, I don't imagine you've had too many problems getting mares to him for new season. No, he's very popular already, Mick, and yeah, it'll be all formally announced soon. So, um, But, you know, he's had a lot of inquiries, probably up to 70 or 80 bookings you know, already. So, yeah, he, he's going to be very popular. Have you come up with a fee for him yet, or is that still to be decided? Uh, that, they're working it out at the moment, but it's going to roughly be around that 9 or 10. Yep. Well, mate, it's an exciting time. There's lots going on. Um, I'm glad you're hopefully getting some sun on your back at some stage, mate, and, uh, and the horses will be feeling good about life. Thank you for joining us, and mate, good luck to you and Belinda um, with the team up there over what's going to be a pretty busy couple of months heading into the Constellations. Yeah, thanks very much, Mick. Luke McCarthy, who had a really good horse. If you, if you don't follow the harness racing, Jillaby Kung Fu, who returned at Albion Park on Saturday night, he's a proper horse. He ran second in the fastest ever Miracle Mile. He set up that speed at 146.9, uh, and he's only had that one start in the last two years, has been standing at stud, and now back a winner. So if you want to put something into your race tracker, Jillaby Kung Fu might be one of those. Uh, a young guy who's going to enjoy having no Luke McCarthy around for the next couple of months will probably be Jack Trainer. He is one of the young guns. There's quite a few of them at Menangle these days. Cam Hart, of course, Jack, and a couple of others like Jack Callaghan. Jack Trainer, three wins on Saturday night, mate. It's um, it's just been a relentless stream of winners for you, mate. You must be very proud of how things are going. Right, Mick. Uh, thanks for having me on. And yeah, it was a, a good Saturday night. And um, like you said, whenever um, Luke's away, it's, uh, we're more than happy to take his spot, that's for sure. The first on the card, you won there with Kalina KJ, another one for your good mate Jason Grimson. Um, looks a pretty decent type of horse. It was up to a rating 95, so he's going to need to be turning up in better races shortly. Yeah, that's right. He's um, he done really well. He's only had a few starts with Jace and um, his gate speed, his gate speed such as as big attributes that um, manage, he manages to put himself in the right spot. And uh, yeah, I think he's actually been sold to um, US uh, connections, so he'll only just 
race for a few more times around here until the plane goes and um, yeah, do the rest of his racing over in the US. Oh, okay. On the plane, I see Mike Tanev's in the ownership there, so obviously he's, uh, he's taking his horse back to his native America. The ideal dancer you drove to win the third on the card for, for Stephen Sini. Yeah, he went really good. Um, Steve sent him up, um, hoping that he was going to be able to win his MO, and um, obviously that wasn't it on Saturday night, so he gets another chance uh, this week, and he's going to now stay with me, and um, I'll train him from now on in, which is uh, obviously a good horse to get in the barn. And yeah, he done nothing wrong and couldn't fold his run at all, so I'm sure that he's a horse that's going to suit Menangle Racing, and um, yeah, another good win like that won't be far away. Mate, you came on the show about six weeks ago and told us that you really like your Mia Town Echo. She went to Menangle the other night and she made it five in a row. Now, she's only had the five starts in Australia, all at Menangle, all winning for you. Mate, not many of them do that. No, she's um, she just kept getting better and better, that Mia um, Mac. She, her best win was definitely Saturday Just Been, where um, she sat part for the last 800 metres and uh, run a really good last half and showed that she's not only quick, but she's quite tough as well, so... Um, yeah, obviously she's really hard to fault at the moment and I think she'll just keep getting better and better and um, yeah, I'm probably looking to step her up and might throw her in the deep end and chuck, send her to Queensland for that Mears Carnival that's coming up in the coming months and um, yeah, obviously a little bit of water to go under the bridge before then but if she keeps going the way she is and I expect her to then that's sort of the main aim for her. Jack, we all need a winner at the moment because it's coming into winter and everybody wants to go on holiday and get away from the rain. So if you can help out, we'd appreciate it. So third on the card tomorrow at Menangle, the day meeting, you're driving Revy J for the randos. I can't read Revy J at all. I know Revy J's good enough. She's a mare. I know she's good enough to be winning more races than she's won. Where's she at at the moment? Yeah, she's actually going a bit better than her number reads at the moment, um, Mick. She's obviously racing a Group 1, 2 starts to go, and then she was a little bit held up at last start, um, all being on Saturday night. And she gets into a Tuesday race, obviously, tomorrow, which is a little bit of a step down to what she's been racing. So although she is, like you said, probably a hard horse to catch and probably not the right horse to be betting on, I wouldn't surprise me if, at all if she run a really good race tomorrow being down in grade. You're driving a debutante for David Thorne in the fourth on the card called A Real Gentleman. It's got barrier nine, which is not going to help on debut, but I thought after the trial last week where you didn't knock it around, it's probably not going to be a maiden for too long. No, that's right. He's actually a really nice young horse, this one. Um, He's only had two trials. He's improved about six seconds between his first trial to his second and um, still rather green, so I'd expect him to be better again. Um, coming into tomorrow's race, although it will be hard from out in 10. He won't be getting knocked around. He's obviously there to win, but um, probably just one to follow and wait till you see him down drawn in a closer barrier. Really interesting horse on the sixth on the card tomorrow is Luke John. Now, Luke John was good enough to run second to Krug in a derby in New Zealand, and here he is in a rating 55. So has he just given up? Is he not going good enough? Is he going to go better tomorrow? Because... I wouldn't have thought Luke John would ever be racing at this level. No, that's right. He, he sort of got me scratching my head a little bit. Um, his work had been really good leading up to his first couple of starts. And uh, then he did just get a little bit of a virus, which I took my time to getting back to the races and thought he was back to his, which I thought was his best. But um, he was just probably a little bit held up his last start 
um, when the outside horses sort of got a bit of momentum up and he probably didn't look that impressive. But um, tomorrow might be a case of just cutting the ribbons on him and um, just driving him like he's the best horse in the race. And he probably, to me, feels like he hasn't got a, a lot of high speed, but he does feel like he can sort of sustain a speed for a um, long enough period of time. So I think tomorrow we're not going to die wondering and um, just put the answers to the test and, and see if that's the way that Luke John needs to be driven. OK, and the seventh on the card, you're driving one for the Rosatis, um, Mary and Emilio. It's great to have those sort of level of owners behind you. She seems a bit of a trick, Orchard Stride. You train her as well, but um, clearly there's some ability there, but she looks like she can do things wrong. Yeah, well, two starts ago, she got knocked over. Um, one gallop in front of her and obviously couldn't really avoid that. It was just a racing incident and... Then last start, she got buried away on the fence on a Saturday night and never had any clear running until about the last 100 metres. So uh, she looks like she's found herself in a pretty winnable race tomorrow, I thought. And, um, yeah, she'll be driven positive as well. And although she's no superstar, she's, she's definitely up, um, you know, well and truly competitive in a field like that. Mate, in the last on the card, which, again, is a competitive race, I thought my ultimate Andy gets a good enough draw. But yeah, there's a couple on there who go pretty well, including the inform gliding away. Yeah, that's right. He's He's been a little bit hot and cold since joining me. Um, I thought he was probably going a bit better than what he was, although last week he uh, drove him pretty hard and probably just had to do a bit too much work over the 2300. So we've just spaced his runs out 10 days between now and oh, then and now. And um, yeah, he gets a nice enough draw. He's got the gate speed to hopefully get across to the fence and probably sit on a horse like Don Boston. So uh, probably couldn't be a hundred percent confident with him, but he should go a lot better than he did last time. Mate, I actually skipped over one there, which is one of the main horses I wanted to talk to you about. So my apologies. Mahomes, named after the great quarterback, um, race eight number two. This is a pretty nice horse. Yeah, he is. He's a really nice three-year-old. Um, he's come back probably the best um, that he's been since I've been driving him uh, this time in. He's racing really tractable, and he's got really good speed. So. Um, he's got a real passionate bunch of owners, which um, is always enjoyable to drive for them. So I, I think he looks my best of the day, and um, I'm expecting him to be a short price favourite, but I also expect him to win too. Mate, I love the vision there. They they get to the races in their Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs football jerseys. It must make it for a bit of fun on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, it does. And um, yeah, like, yeah, you can see them from a mile away, and if you can't see them, you can hear them as well. So. No, they're a real passionate bunch of guys, and um, yeah, lucky for them, they've got a nice horse, which they're having a really good time with. Mate, the regional championship final was on Saturday night, and um, no, no luck for you, it wasn't a race you were involved in, but what did you make of the concept? Because I think the four regional finals then bringing everybody together, and the Riverina with Peter McRae and Trevor White being able to win it, I think it was a pretty good concept. I think it sort of got everybody in the state talking, and that competitiveness between the four regions, I, I thought it was um, something which is is really captured the imagination for a late May meeting. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, Mick, it, it gives people that can't go probably to the sales and buy the most expensive horse or buy the best horse out of New Zealand that a chance to race for some good money with um, probably not the best horse in the state. But And yeah, like you've seen on Saturday night, Trevor White and Peter McRae, that's a big group one at um, Menangle and you know it's something that I'm sure that they'll be um, you know remember forever and yeah always seems to be a bit of a storyline like that and you know as a participant myself you can't help but sort of smile and be happy for 
someone else to get a bit of the good success. So, no, I really like the concept. Mate, uh, what's your best chance of driving a winner tomorrow? Yeah, I, I think Mahomes will win, um, Mick. I think he, I'll be disappointed if something goes missed there. And although all bad, he's hard horse to catch. I think Luke John probably deserves another chance. And again, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't go a good race tomorrow, that's for sure. Mate, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. No worries, Mick. Have a good one. That is Jack Trainer, who had three at Menango on Saturday night, but the star of the show there, of course, mentioned by Fred yesterday in his interview, Peter McRae and Trevor White. Well done to you fellas with Defiant, the four-year-old winning the TAB Regional Championship. Also great to get the thoughts of Luke McCarthy this morning and Blake Fitzpatrick. So some very inform and busy horse people to give you a chance of backing a winner. Um, no harness racing in New South Wales today. No harness racing today. We are racing tomorrow at Menango, and as you heard from Luke, also at Albion Park. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us here on On The Pace. The next time you'll hear from us, because tomorrow the hounds get their chance to shine, and the 10.30 slot will be with Brittany Graham on The Pace, 10.30 on Wednesday morning.